Most people underestimate the power of process. They stick it in the back seat and forget about it until it's too late. But they shouldn't. Processes run the world, literally all of it. Stocked supermarkets, on-time trains, and safely landing planes are all made possible by systems of intricate interlinked processes. They are the secret sauce of every great company, and HR teams are responsible for some of the most important processes of all. Onboarding employees, building teams, crafting culture, these vital systems are the lifeblood of every organization. That's why this episode is brought to you by Process Street, the process platform of choice for HR teams around the world. Process Street is a no-code platform that lets you transform your most important HR processes into powerful workflows. Design beautiful employee onboarding experiences with extreme engagement that increase inclusion and reduce turnover. Sync tasks into Slack or Microsoft Teams, automate emails, handoffs, and so much more. Thousands of teams, large and small, trust Process Street to manage their most important people processes, like Salesforce that used Process Street to onboard all the 3,000 Slack employees after the $27 billion acquisition. You can learn more and sign up for a free account at www.process.st. Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here for another week. I have basically an HR celebrity on the podcast this week, so much so that I was not sure that I'd be able to effectively grab his attention and his DMs to bring him on as a guest. You might know him, you might love him, you might not know him, but you're going to love him. His name is Clark, aka, and I know this is going to rhyme, the HR shark. I have to tell you, I edited all of the stuff that came before this moment out because it was absolute chaos. I could not get my thoughts together. And then I realized it's late in the day. And I haven't had coffee yet. So I now have coffee in my hand. If you're watching on Spotify or YouTube, you can see that the mug says, I woke up like this. And uh, I didn't exactly wake up like this. This is just how I look after a long day of work. Nevertheless, now that I've had coffee, I can get my thoughts together. This is going to make for a great episode. Clark is the HR shark. I wonder if he realizes that that rhymes. I'll have to ask him. Anyway, Clark is an HR leader on Wall Street. He is a career coach and a content creator. And when I mention that he was effectively an HR celebrity, I mean it. It is because he has over 30,000 followers between Instagram and TikTok. And let me tell you, Clark makes incredible content. The first time that I spoke with him over video, I think I had asked him like how he kind of like keeps it going, how he finds the energy to do it, because I can tell you it is not easy to do. I know it looks easy for, you know, especially for HR people, because it's just like content based on like what you've experienced, but it is really hard. And I'm telling you, Clark, the HR shark, he posts a lot, like he has so much content. It's very inspiring. Anyway, I thought it would be really fun to have the HR shark on the podcast, not only to talk about you know, how he kind of like rose into this position and, you know, status 
on social media, but also to understand like why he brings so much humor and how he's able to do that to this industry and this career. And you all know, I talk about it all the time, like HR has its stigmas. You've already heard the episode with the People Problems podcast ladies, Alexa and Tyson. We talked all about these HR misconceptions and it's true. And I love that Clark kind of like takes all of those stigmas and really pokes fun at it because I think at some level we have to laugh at ourselves. We have to laugh at what we do and we have to appreciate that some of this stuff is just so crazy. So I think you're really going to love this episode. I know I'm really excited about speaking with Clark. And if you do not yet follow Clark on Instagram or TikTok, you absolutely must do that either before, during, or after this episode. His handles on Instagram and TikTok are at hrshark underscore. I will, of course, as always, put it in the show notes so you can easily click the link as well. But you have to make sure you follow him because I'm telling you, his videos, his advice, his posts will really brighten your day. And they always come along right when you need them. And I love that. Anyway, without further ado, please join me in celebrating this amazing guest to have on, Clark the HR Shark. Clark the HR Shark. You are officially on the podcast. I'm so excited about this. How are you? I'm doing well, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Of course. I, I did. I know I shared this with you, but I did intro you as a celebrity. So you're just going to have to accept this. You know, this is your fate now. You're an HR celebrity and that's that. I don't make it. Oh, man, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> I love it. Well, you were telling me a story that I, I can't even start this conversation without coming back to this because you were telling me before we started recording this story about how the HR shark name came to be because I mentioned, hey, it rhymes with your first name, Clark. Is that a coincidence? So why don't you tell us the story about how HR shark became HR shark? Yeah, so actually growing up, just yeah, Clark the shark just like rhymed and actually very, being a very young age, my first Halloween costume was a shark. And from there, um, it's actually like fate being an HR because I have a really direct personality and just kind of call it how it is. And so my friends just started calling me the shark just growing up it's stuck in college um, and even into the workplace they're like the shark is here and so it just made sense and when i created my own business that hr shark would be the name of it so i love it i love it that this is the kind of shark that we all want to see you know out there right this is the yeah yeah good shark. shark friendly shark here to here to help absolutely right but hey you know what actually maybe sharks like maybe sharks need a little rebranding moment of their own yeah exactly exactly i know even like shark tank they get a lot of uh get a lot of bad rap sometimes of being harsh but it's just direct and it's, it's just straight business is totally. what uh is what the shark name totally to. hey at least you can always trust that they're being honest right yeah exactly, no emotions exactly. that's it yeah well, listen i'm so excited that you're on the podcast i i really didn't think that I was even going to be able to reach you because again, you're a celebrity and you know, celebrities are busy people and you have, you know, a lot going on and for you to be on my podcast is truly amazing. And I'm super excited to give the listeners an inside scoop into who you are because on TikTok and Instagram, you are serving all of your followers with amazing hysterical HR humor and content every single day and like repeatedly throughout the day. And that takes a lot of work. So now I'm going to give you the opportunity to kind of share a little bit more about your career journey and also your HR shark journey, because this is 
also part of your career. This is a whole business for you. So how you got to where you are in your career today, because you are an HR leader and you do have experience in the field. You don't just make fun of it and, and find the humor yeah. in it. Yeah, absolutely. So no, I'm a true HR person through and through. So I guess I'll start way back. So I'm actually from a very small town in Ohio, a really, really tiny town. Grew up like a, essentially a farm boy in cornfields. Um, you never would have guessed it what I'm doing today. Um, but yeah, so it started out out of school. I went to the Ohio State University, a proud under, uh, undergrad from, from Ohio State, proud Buckeye. Um, after school, I went to an HR rotational program uh, where I traveled all around the country in HR doing an HR journalist type of role. I really cut my teeth, learned your typical FMLA, um, short-term disability, those types of HR type of policies. Um, and then from there, I, I landed in Fort Worth, Texas um, with my last rotation of that program. And manufacturing just wasn't for me. It was just uh, not really my passion um, sat at the time. So I, I pivoted in, um, to, into banking. Um, so I, I made the move over to Capital One. Capital One is a great company, um, very tech oriented um, firm. And so really that's where I found my niche in HR, which is specifically in technology. Um, and so I spent about two years there. And then from, from Capital One, I'm, I'm currently at the firm, uh, which is a big Wall Street bank. Uh, I'm not gonna mention the name on the podcast, but right there, I've, I'm currently supporting a, a big, large group within the firm. And like, if you would have told me the small town boy from Ohio would be where I am today, I would have told you you're absolutely crazy. Um, and that's really what made me create my, made my business HR chart. From there, I wanted to give back to people because a lot of people don't escape the small towns. They, they get stuck in the, the routines of being a small town. There's nothing really else out there. And so with HR Shark, my goal is to give back and to help those people because I've been so fortunate to get to where I am today. And so it really just started with like, how do I reach an audience? How do, how do I get to people to, to find me and to figure out who I am? That really started with like HR humor. So everyone like gives HR a bad name. And so instead of like trying to fight back and just stand up for HR, just like spin it into a positive way and make it for a laugh. Um, and people can really learn from that. And that's really, really where my platforms have taken off. It's like you spin evil HR as a funny joke. It's like, you'll see me laughing evil and like talk about like, hey, don't tell a recruiter how much money you make. So that way you make more money and you're negotiating at the end of the um, interview process. So little things like that have really, helped me and helped help my brand in terms of HR. But yeah, I'm an HR person through and through. Love it. Um, I, I crack jokes at it all the time, but at the end of the day, I always stand up for HR. So I love it. Well, this is, this is truly like an HR characteristic, loving what you do and also finding all of the, the ways to poke holes and poke fun at the career and the industry. And actually, I think it's what makes for a really strong HR leader is like understanding where some of these stigmas kind of sit and, almost like working to be a catalyst to those things. And I, I think um, what I love the most about your content is the evil HR because it's hysterical. And people really enjoy the content that has to do with like their actual lives and their careers. You have over 30,000 followers between Instagram and TikTok. Like that is incredible. And you know, it's 30,000 people that are actively engaging in the work that you're doing when did you when did you first realize this potential for being able to have the fun and also um educate and then beyond that what do you think makes hr such an easy target for some of mm. this like commiserating that we do with one another and and also you know laughing at our at our own stigmas yeah, so it really started, I mean, I've been giving like career advice my whole career, just like friends and family would reach out and just say, hey, you're an HR, help me with this, help me with that. And just helping so many friends and family over the years, they're like, hey, you should 
get on Instagram and TikTok and do this. And I, I typically I'm a very straight laced person. Like I'm like, originally if you had told me I'm on TikTok with almost 30,000 followers, I'd be like, you're absolutely crazy. That, that's for like a bunch of Gen Z's that want to dance and stuff. But it, it turned into a thing. It was like the, like the algorithm just took off and it would just be able to help and get, get exposure to more and more people. And it's like the community that I've built has been like nothing but amazing. Like just reaching out, like your videos have helped me get like escape a toxic environment. Mm. It's helped me negotiate more money. It's helped me pay for my kid's college. Like stuff like that has really impacted me personally. And it wow. feels like I'm giving back to the greater good versus just myself personally in my career. And so that's why I really like I'm passionate about it. And it's just grown from there. I feel like if you can really add value to people's lives on your different platforms, TikTok and Instagram, that's where that's where it starts to grow and you're just truly out there just trying to sell something it, it's bigger than that and so that's where I feel like I've really helped just in six months like literally six months ago I didn't even know how to post a story on Instagram <laughs> like I had to ask my fiance like hey how do I post this like I have no idea and then now it's like now I just I batch my content on the weekends I crank it out um, and so I automate everything during the week I'm super busy um, but yeah it's, it's total it's total fun it's, it's a really good time but your second question in terms of why HR kind of sticks out. Hey everyone, I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about the Employee Onboarding Podcast by Process Street. If you care about crafting a magical experience for new employees and you love podcasts, you won't want to miss this. Join the Process Street team as they have conversations with people leaders and technology creators exploring the world's most magical onboarding experiences. You will learn cutting-edge best practices, industry secrets, and technology to wow every new employee that walks through your door. I recommend the episode where Process Street CEO Vinay Patankar sat down with Zapier CEO Wade Foster to talk about how they've scaled employee onboarding in a $5 billion remote-first organization, and the conversation with Ben Eubanks discussing how to leverage AI and automation to improve the new employee experience will blow your mind. You can find the Employee Onboarding Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Go ahead and check it out, and don't forget, if you're interested in supercharging your employee onboarding or other HR processes, go ahead and give Process Street a try. You can sign up for a free account at www.process.st or check out their YouTube channel for a bunch of webinars and demos. If I had a dollar for every time someone was like, HR is not your friend, they protect the company. Like, I think I, me and Warren Buffett would be like spending time <laughs> together because it's like, it, it, I get it. Like, I understand the perspective and HR is that role where when we do our jobs right and people are growing and they're developing within the organization, the organization is increasing their bottom line and, and, and driving results. Like HR is not, not the function that gets the pat on the back. They're not the ones to be like, Oh, HR is the one that record breaking profits because of that. Like you're never going to hear that. Um, but in the reverse of that, when the economy takes a, a downturn and takes a, a pullback, like HR runs to the front, right? And we're, we're, we're the leaders that kind of help the organization drive through that turbulent time. And a lot of it, like a lot of it falls back on us in terms of like, we're the blame because they see us visibly in terms of like layoffs, different things going on mm -hmm. um, within the company. And they think that's HR's fault. Mm -hmm. um, so it's easy to say HR doesn't do anything. They just sit in the back office and, and follow what leaders do. But like as HR people know, we know what goes on behind the scenes and we are there to absolutely do what's best for the employee at the end of the day, um, as well as keeping the like the organization and, and their goals in line as well. Totally. It's true. I mean, and we'll get into some of the misconceptions. And actually, I feel like I've been on a, a little bit of a misconceptions uh, theme recently, because actually by the time that 
our episode comes out, there will be an episode that was already released where it's a second part to a podcast swap that I did with the People Problems podcast, and we talk all about the misconceptions. And yeah. so this is this is a, a bit of a roadshow for me um, this summer. But before we get into some of those misconceptions, I think we can both agree being in HR is is tough. It is definitely not for the faint of heart. It can be thankless most often, and yeah. you know it's definitely hard enough. But being a, a social media personality or, you know, business, any, anyone that's like really fully putting themselves out there on social media is also really hard. How do you balance it all? And how do you find ways to kind of keep it fun and keep that energy for, you know, behind why you started it, it, it at the forefront? Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. And I mentioned a little bit earlier. So on the weekend, so I'll create like I'll batch it all. So I'll make 15 to 20 videos. And just over the weekend when I'm just I mean, like in the car, like we're going somewhere to dinner and I'll let my significant other drive and I'll just edit my videos or sitting there on the couch watching Netflix in and out and just edit the videos. So I, I do a lot of it there and I, I find a lot of my content um, actually just like being a consumer, right? And consumer and consuming the like different, like on the different platforms. So understanding what's trending and what's going on and just really taking those videos that are trending, trending sounds um, and different effects and really just putting my own spin on it. So what would I relate to? What would I think is funny? And it's really just helped me develop that muscle in terms of like working in corporate America. Like I don't get to use the creative muscle. I mean, working for a, a big bank, like there isn't like, I can't reinvent the wheel every single day mm -hmm. at work. Right. And so being able to create my own content and put that creative thinking has really developed that for me personally. And it's like almost like a different side of me that I haven't really seen before. And it's like, I have my friends are like, did you create this? Who created this content? I'm like, it's all me. It's just, really just a different type of different personality of myself that I don't really get to express that much. Um, and so that's really what brings out the fun in me, but it's tough. Like you have to be consistent. Um, you have to like, it's all about automation, right? Like find using softwares to help automate um, posting. So during the day, like I'm in meetings, like those stuff that goes out during the middle of the days. And it's like, Oh wow, that did pretty well. And like, I'm not seeing it until I, I, I step out of work. Um, but it's all about automation. It's all about keeping it fun and, and doing it. Cause during the weeks is when you get the most engagement. So, right. No, that's really helpful. And, and I'm sure that there are listeners out there that are going to love the questions at the end of this episode that I have for you, specifically for those who might want to do something kind of along the same lines and really get allow their creative juices to flow, if you will. But before yep. we get on to that fun stuff, let's talk a little bit about these misconceptions and these stigmas. What are some of the misconceptions, in, in your opinion, that people have with HR and why is HR so misunderstood? Yeah, so I would think some of the biggest ones, it's like, oh, HR is the one who decides who to fire people. Um, mm -hmm. And so we so we can advise, so we, we advise on what's going on. And the way I look at it from an HR perspective is like we don't fire anybody and managers don't fire anybody, like employees fire themselves. Like they, mm -hmm. it's clear as day, like what the policy reads, um, and if they don't understand that, that's where HR needs to do a better job of understanding what's right and wrong in your workplace. Um, and so it's HR is typically like managers will hide behind that. You'll see it in some of the organizations I've been at previously is they, they will hide behind HR because they don't want to have a tough conversation. At the end of the day, that's, I, I feel like I spend the majority of my job is just coaching managers, advising managers to have those tough conversations mm -hmm. when it comes to year end, when it comes to compensation, um, it's just having those tough conversations. So HR typically is a scapegoat in terms of like, hey, like it's HR's fault because of the budget. Like 
we don't run the budgets. Like, don't give us that much credit. Like, as much like if we had a budget, HR would be paid the highest out of any other function We'd be within the, the organization. Team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We run super lean, and so yeah. it's like there's not very many of us to go around. And so if there was, we'd be hiring everybody. We'd get everybody oh, nice bonuses in HR, but <laughs> we don't have that much power. So I don't don't give us that much credit. Right. I totally agree. I also think you know people always want someone to blame when there are difficult things that happen, right? And anytime, if someone's laid off, someone's fired, I agree when it's like something that the employee can control, they do let themselves go because we can only control what we can control and performance is one of those things. Um, But in circumstances where, you know, it's just an unfortunate business decision, you know, it, it is, it does kind of lessen the blow when someone has someone to blame and HR is an advisor, they are a resource. And I think it's hard for people to understand that HR is both the employee themselves and yeah. a representative of the business. And, it, you know, that's where that stigma of like HR is two-faced and that definitely comes up a lot. Yeah. I think it, it also kind of stems from that and why it's, I think why HR is so misunderstood because it, it is kind of hard yeah. to to reason that HR is both the employee and the business. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And we have to have the right people enroll to ensure that we are breaking down those stigmas. Because like anything else, there are people who are not in the right roles and yeah. kind of, you know, keep this these stigmas alive for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the way I always looked at it, like in terms of like layoffs. So, and I, I had a first boss tell me this and like really resonated with me. It's like, like once the employee gets over that like ego type of like, wow, I've just been laid off. Like we're freeing them up to go do something that is a better fit for them personally. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing now is like, maybe it's a reduction in the organization and they're, maybe they're cutting their team from 12 to nine. It's like, typically you go after the lower performers and the lower performers, mm-hmm. it's usually not a passion. It's not a good fit. And so we're freeing that person up to go do something that's a better fit for them um, in the long term. And typically and the, the set, like the seven years of HR that I've been in, like we always do what's right for the employee. There's a severance package there. We give them resources. We help them. It's not like just cut them dry, kick them out the door, like see you never. Um, there's always been every organization I've worked for. We've always done the right thing and take care of those people and mm-hmm. help them lay on their feet. Yep. I'm with you. Same here. And I really feel for people who work at organizations that don't always do the right thing. And we see this all the time in the news that there are companies yeah. out there. I mean, listen, there are three sides to every story. There's the, yeah. the there's the one side, the other side and the truth. Um, yeah. And so we see I literally shared some stories today on Instagram and it doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly what happened. However, yeah. that's what the world is seeing. And that is where HR really has to come in to make sure that all of that risk is mitigated and maybe they did do that maybe those companies did mitigate risk well but you might never know yeah Yeah, i mean don't get me wrong there are bad apples out there just Mm -hmm. like there's bad accountants there's bad operations people there's bad hr people too and bad hr departments especially in in like startup type and like environments Mm -hmm. or companies are growing too fast like the one recently in the news but Mm -hmm. yeah like like i said there's there's bad there's bad apples out there yeah and i'll say it but we're talking about peloton and this is totally my opinion but you know, uh, Peloton, yeah. if anyone out there is a representative of Peloton and can come on the podcast, I will keep you anonymous. Let's talk about yeah. it. <laughs> Again, three sides of every story. You never you never really know what goes on unless you're involved in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's the rise and the fall of, of Peloton. I think it should be a documentary on Netflix someday. Oh. Just, it's like $180, like the stock price, and now it's like $8. It's insane. Like yeah. It's insane. I know. They're actually, if anyone wants to 
first go follow Clark on TikTok at HRShark underscore, you can then not only go through a deep dive of all of his videos, you could also go through a deep dive of Peloton and the rise and fall because there are some accounts out there that do a really good job of documenting this. But anyway, one of the uh, questions that I alluded to before that I really am uh, eager to hear your thoughts on is, um, I guess I'll preface it first. Something that I always like to say, and I actually say this because I've had to say it to myself, is that there is space for everyone in this industry, social media, HR, podcasts, etc. And I candidly, I'm always very honest on this podcast. And in general, something that I've had to tell myself, because it is this because sometimes I or especially in the beginning when I, you know, I'm very competitive, I was feeling like, oh, I have to be like the number one, and there can't be anybody else near me. And I had to tell myself like, no, there's strength in numbers, we're all doing something different, it is good to support one another. And there's space for everyone. And so even though I'm still super competitive, and I look at my metrics, every day I still recognize that there's space for everyone so that's my truth moment but if someone wants to bring humor or fun to their work and you know maybe they even want to take it to content creation how would you suggest that they start yeah I mean first of all it's like find your niche like what are you what are you good at what are you an expert at Um, and like put yourself out there like I remember the first the day when I launched the night before I launched like I couldn't sleep I was like I'm putting myself out this where I'm like I Mm -hmm. said earlier I'm a very reserved person like very private it was like, I'm literally just, it helped me get out of my comfort zone. It, it just helped me develop a new, a new part of me and my personality. Um, but really just putting yourself out there, finding that niche and just being consistent and just going out there, creating content and putting it out there. And like, like I said earlier, like I'm working with some really cool brands and be able to monetize my accounts. It's something, if you would have told me, like I would be monetizing a TikTok account, like I would have told you you're crazy. And it's like, anyone can do it. Like, like I said earlier, I, I just learned how to post a Instagram story like six months ago, like I said. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. It's just putting yourself out there, being unique, being yourself. And that's the great thing about TikTok, for example. It's like, it's not like this polished, like really mm-hmm. like cleaned up look. It's just like a quick little video, short, funny. They do really, really well. And so you don't need to be this like producer or have like pay a bunch of money, like, like for a bunch of editing softwares. It's literally just create like buy a ring light post it on and just post it out there and and see what hits and you tweak it as you go. Um, And and you'll be surprised on how much growth you will get from, uh, from TikTok and Instagram as well. It's, uh, it's just uh, the sky's the limit with these platforms right now. It's just an absolute, uh, lots of, lots of money going around, flowing around content creators are like 15 year old millionaires out there. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I know that I um, took you a little bit away from the HR specific questions. um, But I do have one specific question regarding your career here to kind of close us out from this episode. And, you know, if there's anything that's true, it's that the listeners love to hear guidance. They love advice and and to understand, you know, what the guest especially has experienced in their career. So what are some of the biggest takeaways that you would say you've had throughout your career and what advice would you give listeners who are trying to avoid burnout and enjoy their jobs? Because we know that this is a huge symptom of HR. The HR yeah. industry right now is, is severe burnout. Yeah, I mean, any HR professional over the last, since 2020 when COVID began has been actually through a gauntlet. Like, <laughs> like we need a break. It has been absolutely <laughs> insane from COVID to the great resignation to back return to the office, trying My to go through those policies. starting to show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, and I make a lot of like stuff in my content about like, 
a lot of drinking stuff. And like, personally, I don't even drink that much, but I just think it can relate to so many HR people because it's like, we need a break. Um, but in terms of like advice that I have, it's like, be your own CEO. So like in, in my career, like I've bounced around a couple of different places. And if I didn't feel like challenged in those roles, if I didn't feel rewarded or recognized, like put yourself out there, like don't settle. Like life is too short to take a job that you don't love or you're not feeling um, challenged in. It's like, it's okay to, it's okay to jump around. Obviously you don't want to jump around too much and put too many employers in your resume, but like, don't settle. Like don't, don't sell for toxic environments, different things like that. Be your own CEO, just control your own destiny. No one's going to be out there tapping you on the shoulder saying like, Hey, like I'm going to continue to find you the right opportunity. You have to control your own career. And that's, that's, personally what's really helped me grow to get to where I am today because I've taken my own journey and really just did a bunch of networking myself and reached out to different people and helped me get to where I am today so that's the piece and with HR um yeah like I said it's just like laugh at yourself like like none of our jobs are that serious like hmm. HR any any function within the business like be able to laugh at yourself be able, like don't take yourself so seriously and in my career I used to tear myself up when I was younger and more junior in my career, I would just really just, I would go to bed at night with work. And like, now that I've gotten older and more experienced under the belt, it's like, don't take yourself so serious. Like your company is going to be there. Like it's not going to burn down. Everything's okay. Right. It's like, don't take yourself so serious. So I, I would say those two things are the biggest things that I've, in my seven years, I've, I've developed myself. It's like, dude, it's fine. Just relax. Everything's going to be okay. It's not going to burn down. Right. It's so true. This is like exactly what people need to remember when it comes to taking or not taking your PTO. You taking yeah. it, yeah, sure. There's always going to be work, but you have to take it. You have to give yourself time away. The business ran before you, and it will run after you. So it is okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was guilty. I was checking emails at night, and mm. and now it's like, you know what? Someone else. There's how many employers? So many employees at this company. Like someone can pick up the slack. Like it's gonna be all right. Totally. Or it's you know it's probably something that can wait for the start of the day. Yeah. The next day. Um, I think that this is something talking about going through the gauntlet. This is something that we all did learn and potentially are forgetting because a lot of us, you know, we are, we are in need of a break, but we have to remember that yeah. we have to remember that we have to give ourselves. I used to always say this on the podcast. I used to always say we have to give ourselves space and grace. And so I'm going to bring yeah. that back. We have to give ourselves space and grace to allow ourselves to have life outside of our nine to five or whatever that looks like for you. So Clark, I am so thrilled that you were able to join the podcast and I think the listeners are going to just love it. So tell us where they can connect. Yeah. So my DMs are always open. Instagram, absolutely. Send me a DM, reach out. If you have any, any career questions, even HR, literally anything, like feel free to reach out. I can give you my experience, uh, my journey, how I got to where I am today. I have an ebook as well that I've documented everything that's helped me. Um, that I, I that I share with others. So definitely reach out for any questions. You can find me on on TikTok and Instagram, like Tracy said. Amazing at HR Shark underscore. Yeah. Make sure you go there. Well, Clark, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Hopefully, um, we can have you back on in the future. Maybe you'll launch another ebook. I don't know. It might be manifesting yeah. something for you. Um, yeah. But thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Tracy.